And then the people by my side were saying, ah, why even they do like woman, once you want And I said, ah, now my mama bought me now. It literally took a man and a woman to make everybody. Hello and welcome to 20-somethings Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Fortunes, self-acclaimed spokesperson for 20s. Here on the podcast, we talk about everything bothering us as 20-somethings, from the good to the bad to the wings, the ups, the downs, and everything in between without discrimination, judgment, or prejudice. With a goal to build a community of 20-somethings who are empowered to be their best selves, live their best lives, blossom while staying connected and learning from one another. If this is your first time here, welcome. And to returning listeners, welcome back. So let's delve right in. Welcome to another episode of 20-somethings Rant. As always, I'm your host, Jessica Fortunes, bringing you conversations about 20-somethings. Hi, hi. So, I do hope that you're having an amazing day, and I do hope that life is treating you well. And, you know, I'm just sending you virtual hugs and kisses, just so you know that whatever it is you're going through, we got you. Well, at least I'm here to, you know, keep you <laughs> listening and keep you having some fun or learning something at the same time. And in case this is your first time listening, again, my name is Jessica Fortunes and you're listening to 20-somethings Rant. Here we talk about everything bothering us as 20-somethings, from the good to the bad, the ups, the down, everything in between. So this is your opportunity to hit the subscribe button and become a part of this lovely family. Okay? Take a moment to do that. Thank you. <laughs> so today in the studio with me, I have an amazing guest. His name is KV. KV describes himself as a baby boy, a feminist, and a lot of other things in between. And in today's conversation, we're going to be talking about him being a feminist, and we're also going to talk about the soft life, and we're also going to talk about sexuality, even as a 20-something. Like, I feel like today's conversation is going to be very juicy, so you definitely want to listen to this from the beginning to the end. I mean, for me to have put all of these things inside one episode, you know that I did not come here to play, you know? So make sure to listen to the very end. And so let me say hi to my guest. Hi, KV. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Guys, can you listen to his can voice? You can you focus, please? <laughs> I have a question. How do you know I'm an amazing guy? You said, I have an amazing friend in the house. How do you know I'm amazing? I follow you on Twitter and I've been following you since 2019, if I remember when I first started my podcast or when you started your podcast. What's and we had a first? I don't know. I, I think I, I fed <laughs> off you, I think. It's not about the same time. Yeah. So I remember, I don't know if I was giving advice or you were giving me advice. You were advice. giving me advice. <laughs> I boss, I greet you. So I don't know, but that was you. So having that conversation and then you being here from Twitter and all of that. Do you know how many people I've tried to invite here? I didn't answer me, but you answered me. So guys, you're amazing in my books. Hi guys, I'm the amazing. <laughs> you can call me amazing from today. Yes, <laughs> and his name is KV. Hi KV. Hi Jessica. How Thank you me? very much for coming, guys. Your voice. I've told you before. Like your Please, voice is so. Run me, like, run me my. So, <laughs> <laughs> when he sends voice notes, I'm like, ah, it's this is, has to be the reason why this guy is always sending voice notes. But he says no. But okay, no problem. So now let's go into all the different things you describe yourself as. Mm -hmm. First, a baby boy. Then a feminist. It's not every day we see a guy who's a feminist and a guy who's a baby boy. Like, how did you get all of that going for you? Or why? Let me start with baby boy because <laughs> that is the biggest flag I like to fly <laughs> everywhere I go. Okay. Um, I think that 
being alive in, first of all, being in Lagos, Nigeria, and then in the world generally in 2022, life can be very demanding, life can get very hard. Mm. And living means responding to all of these things that life throws at you. So it's very easy to get carried away trying to do as life demands. And so because of that, I make it a deliberate choice to enjoy myself when I can. And it's even, it's, it's in the simplest things. So like two years ago, for example, my roommate was eating and he was listening to music and he was like, guy, thank you for letting me know that at the very least, because he, he's always working, right? My like, yo, bro, at the very least, even if you don't have time to do anything, when you're eating, listen to music. Why? Because it doesn't change anything. You're still going to wolf down your food and everything, but it just adds a little bit more to the experience of eating. And that's mm. just like, no enjoyment. Like three, four weeks ago, I started, I started putting rose petals in my toilet just mm. because. I saw a tweet um, and then it was like this girl and she goes, girl poop. And then she has like this rose. I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop putting rose petals in my toilet. Not because of anything, just because I want to see a rose petal just before I take a shit. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this is definitely how princes leave or some shit. So like life is, and that's what I mean. That, and that's why I'm a baby boy. It's like in the smallest of things, you can always find pleasure. Mm, you know, quotes. <sighs> It's one of things you can always find pleasure. I I used to be a mechanic. I used to be a practicing mechanic. And I think that's where my quote-unquote baby boy life may have started, even though that's not true. Because if I think back to like childhood, I don't like to talk about my childhood, not because of anything, but then like in hindsight, when I have to talk about it, I realized it was a very privileged, kind of bougie kind of childhood. But I didn't realize it because... I mean, I started learning to play the piano when I was four. I started taking Spanish lessons when I was five. We used to go swimming in my primary school. Like, life was, you know, was decent. But I didn't know, I, I didn't think of it as anything more than that's what life is. You know, the fast forward to, like, being, me being a mechanic. So I worked Tuesdays through Sundays. So why I say this is because, so for most people who work nine to fives, they work Mondays through Fridays. Yeah. As a mechanic, a lot of people would have more time on the weekends. So Saturdays and Sundays were like my busiest days. But I decided that the person that said uh, there are two days weekend and there are five days weekdays, even though <laughs> when will we get to the point where we're having four-day weekends? <laughs> anyway, but the person that said two-day weekends, I will have my two-day weekend. So I was like, okay, if normal people work Mondays through Fridays and maybe work Saturdays, I'm going to work Tuesdays through Saturdays and maybe work Sundays. But my Mondays, I was like, first of all, Mondays are my day, they're my Sundays. Secondly, because once I leave the house, I'm slave to work, I'm slave to the road, I'm slave to the world. I deliberately stopped taking calls before 9 a.m. It was, you know what, I'm yours after 9 a.m., but from the time I wake up up until 9 a.m., that's my me time. Mm. You know, so like little by little, I just learned to take what life throws at me and find pleasure in it. So, mm. yeah, baby boy. Feminist. So that's an interesting conversation because I met somebody four or three years ago and she said how she thinks being a feminist is very one-dimensional and she believes in being a humanist mm -hmm. when she had this conversation with me i didn't understand I, I got it but i didn't understand the way i understand it now and what i understand now is listen treat people like people and, mm -hmm. and that's on period whether they are male whether they are yeah. female yeah. whether they're in between whatever it is be kind always but I also understand that life is not about what you know. Life is about using what you know to make the world a better place. 
and if it means at the moment being a feminist because you can't be ridiculous we know that unfortunately the world is unfair to women the world is unfair to men yes we know this mm -hmm. but particularly the world is unfair to women and if it helps to kind of sort of balance the scale where okay before you see humans are human as humans if you can't see women as humans first you have to start from somewhere mm -hmm. so at this point it makes sense to be a feminist and then maybe hopefully the world gets to the point where we realize I'm going to be kind to this person, whether this person is a male, whether this person is a female. I'm going to be yeah. kind to this person, whether this person is a single person, yeah. a mother who has a child out of wedlock. It doesn't matter because you don't know this person's story. You don't have context. And just be a kind person. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, I guess that's being a feminist. I definitely agree with you. And the truth is, the reason why you're here is because when I see you tweet... It's just so interesting. So the way you, you approach to life, it almost like you have a very interesting view towards life. And hearing you speak now, I was not like you're I, was right. <laughs> I was right. I was right. So, so you're dropping gems. My friend sees me because a lot of the time I'm you would have seen it on my Twitter. I say you humans or stuff mm -hmm. like that. And people are like, okay, sorry, you're alien. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> I get the banter in that, but I keep saying you humans because humans get so carried away in reacting to life and not responding mm. and that makes them can you focus <laughs> <laughs> they make it a habit to react and not respond and that makes them act less human what i mean is being a human at the end of the day means experiencing your feelings processing them and then responding to them mm. but a lot of the time half the time we throw our feelings away and say oh i should do this or people expect me to do this like Excuse my friend, screw what people say. What you feel? Like, there's this picture you see, like, your feelings it starts off as a very light, large bulb. Mm -hmm. And then experiencing it, living through it, it starts to dim until you have mastery over it. But then throwing it to one side, it's just going to keep building. It's just going to... So no matter how silly it is, that's why when I'm having conversation with people, I'm like, see, I apologize if this is not the truth, though. But I feel like this because X, Y, Z. That way, even if it's not the truth, I have given them why it is my truth and yeah. then they can respond from there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not every day you hear a guy talk about, you know, their feelings, how they're feeling and, you know, the validity of that. You're, you're a... I'm all, a bad bitch. You're all around. <laughs> but then, let's go back to you doing the whole soft life thingy. So, you know, hearing you speak, it feels like you had a very... I was thinking, oh, most people who go for the soft life are people who have, like, suffered in life. And then I'll go to that stage in life where they <laughs> said, I'm done suffering. I'm not going to suffer again. Uh -huh. But listening to you talk is like, you had a very good, decent childhood. You had everything going well for you. So like, why did you become very... And wait, Deliberate? But, yeah, about the soft life. And how did you go... What type of mechanic, sorry? How many kinds of mechanics? I read There's mechanics like the Exactly. And hey, you read it in school. But you know, are you like... I used to go in the car. The garage. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. But you know when people say mechanic, you're thinking of that Baba Sule on that, the bridge. So that, but that, that that's, one of, that's one of the reasons why I <laughs> practiced being a mechanic for a minute because, so yes, I'm not a Taofik on that bridge, <laughs> right? But the difference between Taofik and me is literally how I would communicate. Mm, you, okay. Like it's not, has nothing to do, it has no reflection on our skill sets mm. because hell, Taofik might even know more about the car than I do. But, because I read it, because it's something I wanted to do, mm. right? I, I actually chose my course in university. I chose to be a mechanic because I, I like the whys of things. Mm, okay. Understanding the whys of things make me understand why a thing is. If you understand why something is, every other thing falls into context. Yeah. And that applies to like, you know, cars, to machinery. 
understanding how this engine works helps me know how to fix it or whatever. So even if I don't have to fix skill, I can go on YouTube and say, hello guys, I'm trying to fix this, yada, yada, yada. And I'll be able to learn because I understand the concept of, it doesn't matter if it's a Maybach, if it's, if it's a Tesla, if it's a Toyota, it's a car engine. It has a concept it runs on. So once you understand that concept, there's nothing you, you can't do, time. you know. Yeah. Um, but I chuckled a little bit when you said you had, a, you know, when you were talking about the suffering thing. Because yeah. I, I think suffering, quote unquote, is, depends on, on context. I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. So I... I don't think I've ever thought about it. I'm, I'm very grateful for my process. My process to life was very interesting. Um, I'll give you an example. A lot of people have like tales from like primary school or whatnot. If I think back about it, I have tales from primary school. I kissed my first girl in nursery three. I had my first girlfriend in primary four. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> However, as a child, I saw school, for example, as just a thing on my to-do list. I didn't see like all the communities that existed in primary school, this click or whatnot. My day started when I got back from primary school. When I got back to the books I wanted to read, my Enid Blyton's, my Babysitter's Club, my Mallory Towers, stuff like that. That was when my day started. But because, I wouldn't say because, but yeah, because of my position in the family, I'm the first son, second born of three, but my dad is the first son. So I'm like the first, and he has 10 siblings. None of them have any boys. So it's only my brother and myself, right? So because of that, like from very young, I was very involved with the family. And so I was aware of life. I was aware of the burden of living. I was aware of, oh, this person did this, this person did that. So whilst my life on the surface is soft and everything, the mental burden was a lot. I never really had a chance to like be the carefree child. That's why when I go out these days, I'm like, hey, why did you play in here? I was like, hey. I go play anyhow because I don't play when I small, you know? <laughs> so I just, it was a lot. I realized I, I had to do therapy for a bit, you know? So after I left my parents' house and all of that, I, did, I decided that, listen, first of all, I'm not about to start working from 25 till I'm 60 because doing nine to five, go for what's left in my life to enjoy, do you get? Secondly, it's like, again, life is already hard enough. No matter how much you want to plan things, there's one reason why I love the occurrence of Corona. Right, because you reminded the world that you can plan as much as you want. If life tells you something different, there's nothing you can do about it. And that's why literally one of my philosophies, I lived life one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Like I, no matter the plan I have for tomorrow, I'm not going to plan for it until I wake up in the morning. Why? Because what if Buari says, you know what, no road movement again? Or what if a bloody tsunami, you know, like you, you can't predict life. Mm-hmm. All you can do is oh, I'm heading to Paris. I can't decide how the tide is going to move. I'm just going to adjust my sail constantly, knowing that that is the harbor I'm heading to and then just wing it, basically. You know, so like being a baby boy, I was like, yeah, you know what? Too many people are, have chosen to suffer or to stress themselves. That enjoyment to me, I'm going to take it. I just decided, like, see, pleasure is good. Like, who doesn't like soft life? Like, you, can't. you make it seem like a hard choice. Like, no. when you say, choose between being a baby boy and suffering. Like, But then talk about the money, though. You have to have money to leave the soft life. That's why people don't leave it, right? So let's talk about that. Guy, the money. So... Every time I say this, mm-hmm. people's response is something like, oh, it's people that have money that say shit like this. But listen, I don't care much for money. Mm-hmm. What I care for is value. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll give you an example. I have people whose cars I fix. I don't collect money from them. What do they give me in return? 
oh, you, you sell food. All right, cool. I service your car. Send me food. That way I'm saving money buying food. from buying food. Oh, yeah, I service your car. What do you want to do? You manage hotels. All right, cool. So I'm going to get three nights in your hotel per month. Good. Constantly finding value. The person I got pet house from, oh, what do you do? Oh, you do flowers. Okay, I know about terpenes. I know about flowers. I know about combinations. I give you advice. You send me your quote-unquote dead flowers because they're useless to you. But for me, I can use them for pet house in my toilet. I can mm. use them to make potpourri. Finding value. Yes, money comes in finding value, but focusing on money for me has never been a thing. I'm happy to have zero Naira in my account. If I have a friend who values me in a set, I, I shouldn't be saying this on record, but I, there's a guy in my life that has told me, see guy, if you ever need a plane to go anywhere, I got you. Why? Rich people problem. No, 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 no. So here's the thing. It's not, it's not even a rich person problem. Let me even give you context. He, we went to uni together. He's in the US, he's in the US army now. And we're having a conversation one time and he tells me how I didn't know that he was depressed back in uni, but every time we had a conversation, I made him so I made him basically survive through uni. Now back then I didn't even know I was just, oh guy, how far be the kind of person I am. And then but I stayed with him. And that value that I provide for him is like, yo, I got you on this. So like finding value constantly. I, t- I told you I met somebody that changed like my viewpoint on feminists and humanists. Yeah. How did I meet this person? So a friend of mine who does great in the world, I can't do what she does. But she has cats. And because of what she does, she doesn't have enough time to like always like take care of her cats if she has to travel or whatnot. I'm always home. Can you help me watch my cats when I'm away? Sure. I'm going to do that for you. I'm constantly doing that. Now, that way, I may not be impacting the world like my friend is. Mm-hmm. But because I'm able to be in her life, she's able to be the best version of herself. She doesn't have to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. th- that's good enough for me. Like, I, again... Ripple effects, I'm doing my beats. I, I don't need anybody's validation to know, oh, yeah, he did this thing. My friend knows. Mm. I know. That's good enough for me. And that way, again, because of the way she is, random, I'm random example, she pays for my EDN subscription. Because for her, it's like this guy takes care of my kids. It's, it's not, so constantly find value. Mm. Find value, money is not something you think about. And then you have even the relationship yeah, that's it. around you. That's it. So that's how, yeah, that's how I live the soft I'm life. I'm taking a lesson. <laughs> because in my head, or oh, anybody who's living soft life has to have like a million dollar in their account because anytime I don't have money, I fall sick. Oh, no, I no see, if I don't have money, I, I start feeling depressed. Yes! <laughs> I get you. <laughs> so I'm like, but okay, here's the thing. what the social you capital for? to... I'll give you an example. What do you need money for? You need money to buy food. Mm-hmm, yeah. Find someone like... You have something that you want. Yeah, so that's like the social capital. Yeah, yeah, so I get that part. Now I'm taking notes of it. Thank God I have you. So now I know you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm learning. But then, just like I've mentioned, I think I've said different times in this episode, you're not the regular 20-something. You're not the regular boy I, I see I down it. my streets. Yeah. <laughs> you're different. So how does that translate to people around you? Because I feel like you could be, you have your nails painted. I see your nails I, I wear an anklet. Yeah. I wear a waist chain and well, my waist bits cut yes. <laughs> like that is not the regular guy I would see down the road. First thing is, how did you become very expressive in this way? Because I feel like even guys who want to paint their nails, they kind of hide it. Maybe they paint. I know somebody who they'll paint, go, they'll do they'll, black. <laughs> they do black. They just do black. I say, no, I'm not painting my nails, mm-hmm. it's just black. And then even when they do, they probably before they go out or come to a podcast like this, they probably clean it off so that you really don't know what but you are not like that. Like, you're very expressive. Girl, if and I hadn't like, painted my nails yesterday, if I was coming out, I'll make sure like I fix an appointment with the pedicure and manicure person to paint my nails for coming out. Wow. <laughs> so tell me, first is how, I feel like from experience, you'd see people who would 
maybe not want to talk to you because they're like, this kind of person, I don't, I mean, we're in Nigeria, you know, mm. they have all of these stereotypes and beliefs. First is how do you deal with that and how did you become very expressive? I feel I'll like answer I, that question I feel like I so many questions. Fine, I'll answer that backwards. <laughs> I'm going to be expressive now. Okay. Um, so my family members and I, I wouldn't say we are close or we're all open with mm-hmm. our communications. We may not be the best of friends, but as you do us, we go talk them. <laughs> right <laughs> as you do also go talk out and also like side side attraction or whatever so i am the bloody spitting image of my dad but i have all my mom's like skin characteristics allergies and all of that i also have my mom's bum bum right so when i was getting into when i when i got into high school that was about the period like chronicles of narnia the movie mm-hmm, came yeah. out and a lot more people knew about it but in gso my nickname was buttress from Butcher's Roots. Wow. In just too, my nickname was Aslan because Bum Bum. But also, I'm, I'm making all of these points to build a reason. It's that I've always spoken about things. I know how I spoke about, like, I'm grateful for my process. I was never in a world where I believed that men are meant to do this or women are meant to do this. I was never in that world. And that's why when people tell me certain things, that like, I understand you, but I can't relate because I don't see the world this way. You know? Um... And I was a full mechanic. I was a grown adult. And then I had parked somewhere on one beach and then somebody came to block me. And then I was having a conversation with him and then he became almost heated, quote unquote. And then the people by my side were saying, ah, why even they do like woman, one thing, one thing. And I said, ah, now my mama bought me now. It literally took a man and a woman to make everybody. The only reason why I identify as male is because I have a penis. Otherwise, I am literally half man, half woman. You know, that goes for everyone. So even if I am expressing a quote-unquote feminine trait and who told us that these things are feminine traits, we're all human. We all feel things. We all feel doubts. We all feel sassy. We all feel, you know, so all of these things are not masculine. They're not feminine. So like being expressive was always, I don't know how to, if I keep things in, I would overthink them. And so it was never a matter of, oh, you're a guy, you shouldn't talk about this, or you're a girl, you shouldn't talk about this. It was always... What works for me? If I keep it in, it would, you know, manifest. I would overthink. Best to see it as it is. That way, it's out of my mind. Whatever response I want to get, I'll get it. As to the nails, so growing up, my sister would tell me, oh, your fingers are so feminine. And I loved it because oh, my, my big sister is complimenting me. I got into uni. My girlfriend then would paint my nails before she decided the color she wanted to paint hers because, oh, your fingers are prettier than mine got out of uni and I'm like, hmm, because I'm in slots, right? <laughs> so, but I, but I don't like to, I, I don't like stress. I don't like to try too much. So instead of trying to, okay, but hi, my name is whatever, think of things that will pique people's interest. Aside from the fact that, one, it makes me look like a, like a bad bitch and I am a bad bitch and I love, my, like, look at them. I know, right? right? Look so, at mine. <laughs> so plain. So aside from like <laughs> that, there was also the, if somebody sees you, they would now ask you, are you gay? Or, or first of all, again, I, I did it for the women. Like, oh, you paint your nails? Oh, nice. So I don't have to be like, hi, my name is, that's out of the way. But secondly, it's always, always a great conversation. So I'm like, oh, are you gay? I'm like, um, where in the world did it tell you that to paint your nails was gay? Because if you're telling me that's gay, I also have mud masks. I do like my, so where did they tell you that it's only for women to look nice? Like, please educate me, elucidate me. Same thing with my wispies. Like, oh guy, why are you wearing wispies? Why are you wearing They're for men, they're for women. Our wristwatches for only men, mm. our rings for only, they are just accessories, period. They're, they are not masculine. 
they are not feminine. Sucks that men are not enjoying all of the beauty that I like. <laughs> come, girl, like I've ordered this body chain. I can't wait for it to come in because I'm like, yo. Bleh. So yeah, the whole expressiveness and like, I've always just been able to be me. How do I deal with society? I think there's only so much you can control in life. No matter how much you can control, there's a lot more you have no control of. Mm -hmm. And life is about deliberateness. So I think like in every subtle way, I deliberately choose the people around me. So if from a conversation, I can already tell that you have, like, I will let you know, this is me. Like, yeah, I'm painting my nails. Do you want to know if I'm gay? Ask me and I'll let you know again. Even if, right, even let's pretend that I am gay. So what? Does it, how do you know me? Are, are we fucking? If not, why does my sexuality matter? Mm. You know, if, we, if you know me as your mechanic, then it doesn't matter if I'm gay or trans or whatever. You should judge me by my mechanic skills. Yep. If I'm your friend, you should like you have my sexuality. You only, and it's one of the reasons why for all the reasons I've heard the most interesting theories that there are out there, but none of them can give me reason to believe why homophobia is a, you can't tell me is anything less than stupidity. You know why? Because yes, I fuck a man or he fucks a, or she fucks a woman. How does that affect you? Like, think in the grand scheme of things, how yeah. does that affect you? Like, what, what difference does it make? I think people, you know, no, the, somewhere in the Bible, the whole Lot story, though, I don't know. Was, Sodomai is somebody. Yeah, Sodomai and Gomorrah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think the, God bonds the, God bonds, I think that's one place like people usually would make reference to, oh, God bonds the whole world because of this. And also because in the days of our forefathers, you know, this was something, an abomination. And so it should not be done. It's just the same way, like when people say, oh, I don't know if you know about Osu outcasts and mm -hmm. they're just things that are people set in stone based on what's that word? Who set it in stone? The forefathers. It was Who taught the forefathers? You see, that's a problem in culture. People think that culture shouldn't evolve. Mm, culture works it. for a people, for that community. Mm, it's culture of 19th century is not going to work in 2020 because the point of culture, the point of things, mm. like humans forget, the point of everything is to cohabit. I, I was thinking about it a couple of days ago and I, I understand the need for community. I understand that community is meant to be there so that you know that you are not alone, mm -hmm. that as weird yep. as you are, you, you like your pizza with pineapples or you like cats, whatever it is, I understand the need for community. It's for the support. But people forget that it is support. What that means is if you don't do more with it, if you don't quote unquote step out of your community and make people realize that, Outside of this community, outside the fact that I'm a podcaster, outside the fact that I'm a feminist, at the end of the day, I'm human. Mm. I may be black, I may be white, I may be Asian. I'm human. Yeah. You're human. That means you've experienced loss. You've experienced love. You've experienced doubt. You've experienced hey. fear. How do I deal with you? It doesn't matter if I'm a black-skinned person or I'm a gay human or I'm a Buddhist or whatever. Judge me by my humanity. And that's on period. Mm. I also, I was having this conversation with somebody where I felt like, you know, as you grow, there's certain things right now that are, we do and it's okay. For instance, wearing a jean. Back in the days, it was like women could not wear jean, but now we've evolved and it's okay to allow people, even when it comes to sexuality and the things they do, men are not allowed to do. It's okay to allow them to do it because tides have changed just in the same it way. Was always, it was always, I should just correct that. It was always okay. It was Power. just... 
people chose to be myopic about it or whatever. It was okay, it was okay it, in this time of in this side of our world. Again, I'll give uh-huh. an, I'll give an example. Right? I'll give an example. I feel like we would we would not we leave, continue, we would not wait, leave no, 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 no. See, I'll give you an example. Okay. I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, and then she was talking about her wedding, and she was saying how she would tell her in laws that see they can't do anything with traditional, but that the white wedding is hers. Mm. And I th- I thought about it like, hang on, the traditional is our cultural wedding. It it is what is meant to hold water in yeah. this side of the world. Why are you flipping the script, right? And the point I'm trying to make is. You use the Bible as an example, right? And I would understand why a lot of people would have that. But you know, the problem that we have in the world is a lack of documentation because you cannot tell me that there haven't been homosexual relationships that have birthed great things in societies around the world. But they aren't recorded, so we cannot say, mm. we, we cannot argue back against the Sodom and mm. Gomorrah example. True, true like, that. It, they're, they're all, because again, humanity is always going to come through. History is told by the people who recorded it. Not I guess that's why we're recording this. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. So yeah, like it's yeah. It's like what makes you happy? What makes you human? It doesn't matter if I believe in God, if I believe in cats, if I believe in, whatever it is I believe in. I agree. As long as it works in my life and my neighbor knows me and oh, this this is this person, mm-hmm. but I can count on this person if my house is on fire. Or if I break your leg, I can count on this person to drive into the house. Is this person a good person? Period. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, I do agree with you on that because even I think for a long time I refused to call myself a feminist because I just felt like people who are feminists were so angry and they're just so mean at men and, and I refused. So I used to call myself a womanist and I learned that from Buchi Emicheta okay. where she, she had this quote where she says, I am not a feminist, I am just a woman. And so I'm like, yeah, so we're womanists. But then along the line... I, I, I re- saw your tweet on that. <laughs> So along the line, I finally came to the realization that really being a feminist isn't necessarily saying that the other person is bad. We're all just fighting for, treat me as a human being, give me equal rights, allow me to do whatever the hell I want to do, even as a woman. And then along that line, I then decided, you know, okay, I'm a feminist. I'm not hating on men. Only with your chest. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, only with my chest that, yeah, I am this. And I'm not hating on any man. God, I love men. I love fine men. So, yes. <laughs> so, yes, there's nothing wrong with that. But now, while you were talking, you talked about therapy, you know. Mm-hmm. First, guys don't even talk about the fact that I think I've already said this, guys, guys. Let me just let you know now, right? Yeah. And it's something I tell people when they meet me, like, yeah. listen, everything you think you know about being a human being, everything mm-hmm. you think you know about being a man, when it comes to me, forget about it. Like, with me, start afresh because don't use anybody's templates because I will blow your mind. I will do things I'm that you're wondering. <laughs> what's this? Yeah. So let's um, talk about that. Therapy. You went for therapy. I had a mental breakdown in 2018. Mm. So I had to start going for therapy. And Why did I have a mental breakdown? I would never forget the day. Um, so I'm the only person in the country, right, in my family. And like over the years, I'm the black son of my family. What that means is they would really like me to be the black sheep. <laughs> But I'm flourishing, so they cannot complain. Like it's like this boy is useless, but life is good, you know. They can't complain. So it was one of those days. I woke up that morning. My mom has sent me a text like the weekend before, and I knew it was going to be one of those texts. I was like, "What are you doing in the country?" Blah 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 blah. I wasn't mentally. I think life was just stressed for that period. I wasn't ready to deal with that text. I woke up early that Monday morning. I got on Twitter and I saw this video of this woman that was recording a black man that had been surrounded by the cops, right? She basically saved his life because she was recording and she was there. Going under the thread, 
found out that she was doing that because her brother or her fiance had died due to police violence and she wasn't mm. going to let it happen again. After I watched that video, I then listened to my mom's voice notes and she was talking about how, what are you doing with your life, blah, blah, blah. And I just started crying. I don't even remember how I started crying, just that my friend was in the house. So I stepped out so I would not disturb him. I went outside, I was just crying. I don't even remember the dad in person I called. I just called my friend, the friend who... Cats I keep, mm-hmm. Kiki Modi. She, she cannot beat me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I literally call her and I'm just crying. And she's like, yo, where are you? I'm like, I'm my house. Go to my house. Stay as long as you need anything you need. And I was there for a month. I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't do anything because I was just tired. I was just tired of pressure. I was tired of... <sighs> Nigeria can be hard. Being mm-hmm. an adult can be hard. Um, and then I realized that the reason why I had gotten to that point was because I was too selfless. I came to realize that on my own. I realized that for too long, I was very satisfied with being sad as long as I was able to make my friends happy. Whether directly or indirectly. As long as you're good, you're flourishing, I'll feed off your happiness. Um, and that's why somebody can call me at 2 a.m. and, oh, you're in bad, bad angry. What's wrong? I'll find a way to get there. I'll kill myself. Um, but I realized that I, I was doing that and I wasn't loving myself enough. Mm. And loving myself enough meant like doing the things that were best for me. Understanding the difference between the things I could change and the things I couldn't change. Um, so I had to do a lot of reflection. I didn't want to start therapy, to be honest, because I've seen a therapist before. It was one of those... So I went to Covenant, right? <laughs> and when my parents found out that I smoked cigarettes, they were like, oh, they would expel you, yada, yada, yada. Go see a therapist so that we're sure. And it was, it was one of those times I knew that there was something wrong with me in a good way because the first session, I wrote down what the therapist's prognosis would be for me. I gave it to her and I told her, at the end of our sessions, compare it to your notes. Right, so I I literally played therapist. I told her because again, I know what my parents want. No, I do. and from then I was like, their therapy is hogwash. But I realized that for me, I needed to talk to somebody. Not even necessarily because they would give me like good advice or whatever. But I didn't have anyone I could talk to. Mm-hmm. Not anyone that wouldn't be there for me, but anyone that I would choose to burden with my burdens because I know their burdens, and I'd be like. Oh, no, this person is going through this. There's no point in burdening them with yours too. So I had filled up to the points that I had just broken. So the therapist, I, so I literally have a conversation with her like, listen, I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know this therapy, but I just need someone to listen to me because you have no context on my life. And so you have no biases, whether good or bad. You're able to tell me things as they are. Every other person would have some form of agenda, yeah. either good or bad. Your friends want the best for you, so they'll do things that might not be the best for you because they're trying to help, you're you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I had to start doing therapy. I, started, I got on benzos. I'm on benzos, like antidepressants. I had to like, get on benzos because, yeah. But here we are, still breathing. I wrote something recently. I think there was a quote I said. I said, here I stand broken, but broken crayons still color as beautifully. Was that not a, um, a medium post? Yeah. I think I read that. Yeah, I read it. I went yeah. through your medium like, post. Yeah, you know what? Like, I may be broken, but the color where I go color is still fine. So. I know. <laughs> I was still, you know, the painting was still be beautiful. That's yeah. really amazing. But then, 
I know you talked about you and your brother being the only child of your family. Only boys, yeah. Only boys of your family. Mm-hmm. So did that play a part in you feeling like you did not, you couldn't talk to your parents or... Oh, no. Oh, no. So, like, my family, um, I had this conversation with my mom. I basically told her, I understand that you love me the best way you can. Mm. It's just not for me. Wait, wait. It's not just for you. Yeah. Why? What were they doing wrong? Because it seemed like you had it perfect from what you said. But you went to good <laughs> schools, you were swimming. And that's exactly so why like, I said suffering what? is relative. Because <laughs> the things I know now, I understand that humans are just fascinating creatures, but tiresome creatures. And at every point, the truth is undeniable. But the fact is, humans are incapable of seeing the truth half the time <laughs> half the time we see a truth i'll give an like so it was an example my dad used both of us are looking at this mic for example yeah. right we both know it's a mic but we're not seeing the same thing what that means is the light rays that are bouncing off the mic and entering your eyes are different from the light rays bouncing off the mic and entering my eyes mm-hmm. so that means technically we're not even seeing the same thing secondly we both know it's a mic only because we both agree that our brains both agree that this is a mic if my brain thinks this is a cyclops. There's nothing you want to tell me that this is a mic. My brain thinks it's a cyclops. And that is the truth, or it is my truth. It's not necessarily the truth. It's my truth. And understanding that we see the world not as it is, but as we are. That means every iteration of black and white and gray in between is yours is unique to you and mine is unique to me. And so, again, truth is very fluid. With my family, my daddy is my guy. We're not friends, but, and I know that I can talk to him about almost anything, but I know he's loyal to his wife. <laughs> and so I love it because we're having a conversation on something and he's like, he knows his collateral damage, that that's why we don't yarn as much as we mm-hmm. do. I'm, like, I'm, I'm glad you understand. Now with my mom, <sighs> she's a wonderful being. <laughs> but it is very easy to get wrapped up in her world and the person I am, I'm a very selfless person. And I'm recently learning how to stop being selfless. Because somebody mentioned something that givers need to be careful because takers don't have limits. So that applies to like emotions too. And something that happened between my mom and I, so just so you know, like she was the reason why the person I thought was the love of my life and I broke up. Uh, no, no, no. They, like I carried I didn't talk to my mom for two years after that happened. But like our character clashes, our values are not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that just because we don't see eye to eye doesn't make her love any less valid. Yeah, It doesn't mean I should throw it back in her face or whatever just because it's not what I want. So child of God, I appreciate (laughs) it. I love you. Peace out. But then I'm trying to actually understand at what point the values became different because it feels like you already started having issues from, you said from Convenant, that's Uh in university. I mean, I think I started bugging heads with my mom, maybe after university and I started working Mm -hmm. and it felt like you already had a like, you were already stubborn if to put the in, in, in code. No, no. So, it, I, so what really happened was, remember how I said that because of my position in family, I was very aware of things that were happening in the house. And it basically just got to a point that I couldn't be the adult for both of us. Mm. That it, So nothing happened. I think up until 
when I was about to go into uni because up until the last second, I thought I was going to school out of the country. Mm. And then, you know, Mother Jerry decides to listen to a prophet who tells her that if I travel, my enemies are following me, one scene, one scene, one scene, one scene. Oh, yeah, I can't do one year in Covenant. And <laughs> That's how they scam you. But I think when I was wrapping up with high school, I was already in the point that, all right, cool, I have lived all of my life for these people mm. and I won't start living my life, you know? Trying not to like bring too much family stuff into yeah, this, but yeah, like this. you know, like like in the house comparisons and mm. listen, see me for me, not for my sister, for my brother, whatever. So I'm 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 a rebel. Like I <laughs> I have always been the person. I would, and it's interesting because it feels like I've come full circle. I didn't even realize it back then, but I feel like I have always just learned to choose me. Mm. Like you know what? It's all love, but I'm gonna choose me first because yeah, this, this just works for me, and we'll be all right. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff here. It's lis- it's listening to you is very interesting. And I feel like even though I said, oh, no, this is going to be like 30 minutes, 20 minutes, I could keep listening to you and just learning from you and your experiences, actually. So I'll just go straight to the next question. Kill now, me. let's talk about the fact that, you know, when I talked about men need grooming, you know, mm-hmm. now this is me giving you an, an opportunity to advise mm. them, men them. Because I'm like looking at you and you're all prime and proper, you know, and men don't get that. Or some men in cult, actually, they're men who probably, you know, take care of themselves, you know, look good because I don't know. Why do you look good for yourself, I guess? Why do you dress up? Why do you? Why do you? So I, I think I should say this. I want to say this one sometimes. I think that clothes are a burden. I hate clothes. I, I cannot Not me about to ask you <laughs> Are I, you throwing me under the bus? Okay uh, No I'm not throwing under the bus No this is not a kimono jacket um, No I hate clothes But why do I look good? Because it's like Yo Let me tell you a fun fact So when I, was, when I was trying to figure out What I was going to wear I was like Oh I'm going to wear this t-shirt I'm going to wear it But I thought about like Wait You're about to go out You don't know who you run into Never want to be caught sleeping Like mm. You know what So again This is still me looking very normal Because I would always be comfortable first, mm. like always. So, yeah, show off my shower legs because I don't miss leg day for a purpose, right? Like, nobody say I did do leg day for myself. <laughs> uh, but also, like, so I got, like, my sister got me this shirt and I really love, like, the very subtle prints. And then it, go, it complements my nails. Just It just works, you know? And I, it's not like I even thought about it. I just, okay, what am I going to do with it? Pick this. And so, you know, even, it matches the walls, too. <laughs> um, but, like, going back to, circling back to grooming, um... It's not that I have an issue, but I have an issue when people say things like men or women. I like like people, mm, right? Because okay. whilst, like you said, there are men who groom themselves, using that word loosely, there are also men who don't. Same thing with women. There are women mm-hmm. who take care of themselves. And- but for women, people see it like a thing that you should not do. You like should you not sh- groom you yourself? Should, like you should, no, you should always be groomed. You should also always look put together, prime mm-hmm. and proper, beautiful, you know, your head done. All of that is expected of a woman. Mm-hmm. But for a man, it's not really expected. We said, I said something earlier, maybe we didn't catch it. I don't operate in the world based on what ah, yeah. expect. I mean, you're part. supposed to do this. I get you get So if I'm going to be quote unquote clean, yeah. I'm clean for me. Mm. You know, like at the end of the day, my fingers look pretty, mm-hmm. but they're pretty primary because I want to catch a reflection of myself in the mirror. I'm like, ooh, who's that? That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> you know? Um, was one of my friends, his his like in his mid-50s. Um, and then one time we we're going to the salon and he goes how he doesn't have money at this time. We're talking about life basically. And he's yeah. like, um, but he's gonna cut his head because when you look like you're not suffering, you keep attracting things. Like if you go out and you look unkept, for example, no one's gonna be thinking, someone's giving money, you think, okay, maybe give him 2K, maybe go cutting hair. <laughs> but if you go out looking like 
your hair is cut. And I'm like, oh, if I don't give this guy money, I'll be like, no, take thank you. May no be, I say, it's too small. <laughs> so like, okay. looking good is for yourself. Looking good, I spray my perfumes to go to bed. What? Why? Because, hell, I'm, I didn't buy the perfume to go and smell nice for other people. I bought the perfume to smell nice for myself. Mm. So I take a shower in the evening, sp- spray myself. Oh gosh, I smell delicate. <laughs> go to bed. The shoes I wore, like, so with the outfit I was going to wear to come, I was going to like wrap it up with my Crocs because comfortable, you know? But I'm like, the shoes I got, like, they're, so, they're too nice to wear to just a podcast. I'm like, wait, what if you die tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What if you get crippled tomorrow? That shoe is going to be useless. Mm. Because I've come to realize that for all our plans and everything that is life, mm. life is only today. Word. Life is one day at a time. You could, and that's all I was saying, I love the occurrence of COVID because you know, the world had their plan and then COVID said, sit your ass down. Start baking in your house. You're not <laughs> doing anything, you know? Like life is one day at a time. You could... A random tweet and some celebrity retweets and then your life has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, like life is, there are too many things out there that we have no control over. So the ones you have control over, be very deliberate about them. Mm. Otherwise, so if you choose to not go for an interview, don't go for that interview with your chest. And I think that's like a problem, but that's a challenge with life. Things, people are not very deliberate. Mm. You know, if you're deliberate with everything, it lives, it, it, it doesn't assure you a perfect life but it assures you a life with no regrets because even if things don't pan out as you wanted them to, the steps you took when you took them, they were the best steps at that moment. Now you know better, now you do better, but then you don't regret it because at that point you did your best. You know, so be deliberate with life, look good, smell good. Kings and kings out there, if you like, don't look good. The men that look good would, if you are the ones that want to be collecting men, they'll be collecting all the other men. If you want to be collecting women, you'll be collecting women. But I think that if you look good, you feel good. I, mm. Yeah, if you look good, you feel good because just you just see yourself in the mirror and be like, I, I will be this spec. My mama try you. My, my papa try you. Say, I, I will be this guy. Yeah, so like, yeah. Thank you very much. Like, it's been beautiful talking to you. Very interesting. The conversations we've been having are like, we could go on for the whole thing. I thing. know. And it's I like, know. it's very different from talking to every other, sorry to, sorry to other guys. You'll be all right. <laughs> Listen, again, you're with the, you're with the amazing kid. It's right? Sorry. So. So, yeah, sorry to you, but KB is just different and his mind just seems to work differently. But just before we go, I want you to, you know, you talked about going to therapy and how that helped you. So giving advice, or let's say if you were to give an advice to, you know, guys, I feel like I know people who, guys who will never want to go to therapy, who would never want to be seen as vulnerable, who would never be as expressive as you are. So if you had an opportunity to, you know, say one word to them or say something to them, like. You need to pick on one word or something. I'll say I one feel like word one word. You like trying to say exactly. I feel like you're the person who will like give you one, one word. word or say okay, something. Okay, say something. <laughs> something. Oh, come on. Um, what I would advise men is, first of all, my guy, breathe. Like, farabale. Mm. No matter what is happening, right? And I know how very cliche it sounds. Breathe. Because you got this. Like, you got this. There is nothing wrong with I, the word vulnerable it's an interesting word but i feel like if vulnerabilities aren't exposed then they can't be you know strengthened so what i would say to you is you don't need to go to a therapist find safe spaces in friends find safe spaces in male friends and i say male friends because no one no one is advising us, right? <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people, 
tell us that as a man, you have to figure it out or you got this or whatever. And listen, guys, from a man, right, I'm coming to realize more that no one can tell us how to be men better than men. So this is not saying dissuade advice from women or whatever, but have conversations with men and be honest about your conversations and your feelings. Be open to, to is it chastisement the word? Be open mm-hmm. to criticism, but be kind to yourself. I can't, I can't overemphasize that. You need to be kind to yourself because, yes, it's a patriarchal world we live in, but as much as the patriarchy unfortunately favors men more than it does women, it also does us a lot of harm because we think certain things. Forget everything society tells you to do. Be you. Find your clique. No matter how weird you think you are, there's somebody out there that is exactly like you and, you know, he's looking, he feels he's alone. So just be confident in yourself. Remember to breathe. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And there we have it. And K- that's on period. I know, right? <laughs> KB has spoken. I feel like there is so much to get from this episode and I'm very sure that you listening with me would definitely agree. So yes, let's take everything that KB has said. I feel, sincerely, this episode is really for the men them. So my sis, <laughs> I do hope that if you've listened to this episode, you probably tell a guy that you know who's a male friend to say, you need to listen to KB, you know, because there's a lot of gem in here for them. All right. And just before we go, I forgot to mention KV is a podcaster. I mean, you should have probably known that he was doing something with the voice, with his voice in the morning. So yeah, but let me give him an opportunity to talk about his podcast and where people can find it. Uh, hi guys, my name is KV. The name of my podcast is Naked and Baked. Yep, that's what I said. <laughs> Naked and Baked. Naked and Baked is exactly as it sounds. It is just me and my thoughts like bed without filters kind of, sort of like this conversation has been and you know if it's something you like to listen to then you should hop on it it's available on spotify it's available on apple apple podcast and breaker your major podcast streaming platforms again naked and baked like my friends <laughs> yeah um yeah but don't forget, more importantly, to subscribe to Turn Something Rants. Yeah, that's, that's, more, that's more important, I promise. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to drop a review and rate on iTunes, Spotify, and Jamit. Also, you can join the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag, hashtag 20somethingsrant, or follow on Instagram at 20somethingsrant, or send an email to 20somethingsrant at gmail.com. Until next time, I remain Jessica Fortunes. Bye-bye.